0: It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. Thank you, Amelia. And how's it going, A's fans? Welcome to episode 325 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke. And on today's episode, I'm going over the A's weekend in Los Angeles against the Angels. I've also got some thoughts about James Caprillion's injury and what I think the A's are kind of planning on with that injury and uh, also some A.J. Puck news. Is AJ Puck gonna be joining this bullpen? Let's find out. And then it is the long-awaited return of West Watch slash Wildcard Watch. Uh, That is probably gonna be the third segment for most episodes from here on out because it is now playoff season. We are in August. I'm giving you guys updates every single day. Little little tiny game recaps from what's been going on with the teams that the A's are chasing and the teams that are chasing the A's. So it's gonna be a lot of fun. So get ready for that. It's the first edition of Westwatch, I guess. (laughs) I'm coming up for you guys here in just a minute. But before I get into any of that, join walking baseball encyclopedia Paul Francis Sullivan Please call him Sully. Every day on the Locked On MLB Podcast Network for a unique look at the majors, both present and past, featuring exciting guest interviews and routine check ins from the Locked On MLB Network's team of local experts. Subscribe to the Locked On MLB Podcast today on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. You can also follow this podcast wherever you like to hear podcasts. Follow us on social media at On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at By Jason B on Twitter and in the Spotify Green Room app. And if you have any other questions for us, I know the tread deadline's gone, but if you have any questions, please reach out. You can reach us at uh, Athletics at gmail.com. So let's talk about the A's and Angels and what's been going on because a lot has happened since we last recorded, you know, like the trade deadline, that was a big deal. The A's didn't do, uh, make a huge move. They didn't get Chris Bryant or Javi Baez or Anthony Rizzo or, you know, other Cubs. Uh, they already got their Cub, I guess. Uh, but they did make a good move, I thought, and that was getting Jan Gomes and Josh Harrison from the Washington Nationals. It took three uh, prospects that were in Lansing, three pretty decent prospects. But um, just one quick point on Drew Millis, he's a defense first catcher and maybe the A's were more apt to move him as opposed to somebody like Kyle McCann, who's more of an offense first catcher because we don't know when robo-umps are coming into effect. So they're betting on Kyle McCann's bat actually being his tool and then throw him behind the plate if you want to. And then maybe that's why Drew Mellis was included. I know that the A's have some decent catching depth. So maybe not, but maybe they were like, hey, we're planning ahead for robo-umps and uh, we don't know that we necessarily need a to focus as much on defense behind the dish uh, moving forward in the next couple of years. And by by the time he would be here, will Robo already be in the major leagues as well? So maybe that was some of their thought process. But again, very solid group that uh, the A's sent over to Washington and the A's got back Jan Gomes and Josh Harrison. Uh, I'll get into the the whole game in general, but this feels like a nice segue for Jan Gomes. Oh my God, what a game. Uh, He went two for five with a home run and three RBI. He had that big two run homer uh, in the second inning, I believe. And then he also had a run-scoring single uh, a little bit later in the game. And what I want to point out is that all three of those RBI came with two outs. Those are two-out RBIs, and uh, that's that's what you want. That's why he's here. He's fantastic. He can crush lefties. You saw him do it there early in the game. That's why he got the start. I like having Young Gomes. He's he's nice, and he hits for average too. He's a solid hitter. So bring in Jan Gomes. I think he had like a, what did I tweet out? Like a 170 WRC plus. That's 70% above league average against lefties. That's a really, really nice platoon catcher that you guys got. And also a veteran presence, too. He started the game with Dalton Jeffries on the mound. His first start of the season, only the second of his career. And he calmed him down very nicely after that rough beginning for Dalton Jeffries. And Dalton Jeffries got his first major league win. Congratulations to Dalton Jeffries. And this one, he ended up going five innings pitched three hits, gave up three earned runs, walked three, struck out three. It was threes across the board. Threes are wild for Dalton Jeffries. And uh, I'm going to get into his pitch mix here in just a second, but I should probably tell you the score of the game just because I know that I've eluded the score this entire time. Uh, The A's won eight to three. So that's the score. Uh, The A's are now 60 and 47 on the season. They are now part of the 60-win club. That is also very, very nice to see. And I thought that the A's showed us something in this game. With their reinforcements, you got Starling Marte stealing three bases, and he had two hits in the, well, he had three hits total, but two of the hits in this game were singles, and you know, whatever, singles, and the, the there was a runner on first base when that at-bat started, and they ended up at third base when Starling Marte was done thrashing the pitcher. He just went the other way, poked a little single, first to third. That's what I talked about on Friday, and why I thought that Mark Canna would be a nice leadoff guy in front of Sterling Marte because Marte is better at getting hits than Mark Canna. And you saw that come into play in this game. 90 feet is a big deal in baseball. And both of those runners that went first to third, they both were brought in a little bit later uh, in the inning. So it, it's a good thing that you got Sterling Marte there. Just. Hitting singles if he needs to, get the runner over, get that extra 90 feet. I like this addition so much. Starling Marte, he put on a show, and I thoroughly enjoyed watching that muscular, muscular man play baseball on Sunday because that was impressive, and I know that I'm crazy for saying this, but... Oh my God, I hope the A's resign him because I already love watching him play baseball. And his story is fantastic. I I mentioned the story a little bit on Friday, but um, he seems like a, a nice fit for the Oakland A's. But all three of these guys seem like awesome fits for the Oakland A's. And also Josh Harrison, he got his first hit uh, with the A's, it's they, they've played now one game. So he got his first hit in the ninth inning there, the top of the ninth and uh, I, I tweeted out I feel like that is a good thing. They, they've they all got their first hits now. Nobody's going to be pressing moving forward. They're not going to be like oh no, I need to impress my new guys and I'm 0 for 10 and then start pressing and having that snowball. They've all got their first hit out of the way and I think that that is a big deal moving forward. Uh, maybe it's not. I don't know. <laughs> but And another big deal I think is that the A's, they, they played in in Los Angeles against the Angels or Anaheim against the Angels, but they're called Los Angeles, whatever. Um, And I think that now they've had a couple of days to be around each other, but then they get the off day on Monday. They play two against San Diego in Oakland, and then they get an off day on Thursday. I think that that is going to be a very nice bonding experience for a bunch of new guys in the clubhouse just to be around the team. And I think that this would be a time for the A's to just absolutely take off. Uh, They had a 298 ERA in the month of July and uh, had a losing record. So obviously you want the offense to get going and maybe we're seeing the offense get going. I'm not positive yet. I know they were just shut out a day ago on Saturday, but uh, let's see what happens here. I'm, very excited about the prospect of what could be on the horizon with Starling Marte moving guys first to third and also stealing bases and also Jan Gomes crushing lefties and there's so many things to like about this roster right now and uh, I'm I'm a little bit giddy about what's going on right here um, also just before I get into the Dalton Jeffries pitch mix and all that stuff uh, the upcoming schedule for the A's they have got San Diego on Tuesday and Wednesday and then they have the weekend series against Texas in Oakland so that is Friday, Saturday Sunday and that is a Joey Gallo-less Texas squad. They still got Jonah Heim who I'll talk about in the third segment, but uh, you know, Westwatch. But the Rangers are not the same team that they were when the A's were losing to them a whole bunch. So hopefully they are now a much easier squad to beat without Joey Gallo in that lineup. Adolis Garcia has been struggling mightily since the since the second half began, and uh, he had a home run on Saturday, I believe, but you know, maybe maybe they don't have the bats that they used to and they sure as hell don't have a lot of pitching. So, except for Mike Foltynewicz, he's apparently a god. So, um, hopefully, the A's can now do a little bit more against the Texas Rangers than they've shown in the past. And also the A's just got some reinforcements. So it's not the same A squad. I'm a little bit more optimistic about facing the Rangers this time around. You split with San Diego, you go 4-1 this week. I'm, I'd be absolutely stoked about that. So let's see what happens. And then the following week is also not necessarily a huge test for the A's. You got the A's going back on the road. And then that Tuesday through Thursday, they're going to be in Cleveland facing the Guardians. And then... That that same weekend, they get the Rangers again on the road, uh, and that's a Friday through Sunday, and then two weeks from now, uh, they, they legitimately get to find out who the A's are because they're going to have four against the White Sox in Chicago, three against San Francisco in Oakland, then you get two against Seattle, and then four against the Yankees the second half of this month is going to be put up or shut up time. Wh- who are these Oakland days? But there's a little bit of time to collect some wins moving forward here in the next couple of weeks. So it's going to be interesting, but uh, I, I got to get to Dalton Jeffries and his pitch mix. Cause I thought it was interesting to me and Has he been? Is this a a plan of attack against the Angels? Maybe, but I think that he's been working on his pitch mix just a little bit better this time. And uh, in his start against Texas last year, he went 45% four seamers. And in this start against the Angels, he went 48% sinkers. They're both considered fastballs, but different different movement. Maybe he has better control over one than the other. And uh, Jan Gomes is over there like, yeah, throw that singer, buddy. Uh, So that's what was happening. His his four seam was the second most used pitch in this game. Uh, It was 23% of the time. He also had a changeup, which was 10% of the time, cutter 8%, curveball 7%. And he also, which is, this is not a pitch that he had in his start against Texas last season. He had a slider 4% of the time. He threw like four. He didn't throw that many of them, but he threw a slider a couple times. So another little pitch. What is that? Six pitches right there? Not bad. Not bad for Dalton Jeffries. And if you look at his pitch mix against Texas, he went, you know, heavy uh, four seam, like I said, and then he went cutter, which is, you know, kind of more of a lateral pitch. So you can get it off of the end of the bat, but you might not impact what kind of contact they're having. Whereas a sinker is more up and down with a little bit of lateral movement. And that way you're either missing bats completely or you can get them to get over or you know on top of or under the pitch and that's kind of what you want if you're a pitcher or you know beat it into the ground do whatever you want to do but uh it's different kinds of movement similar you know uh arm action all that stuff similar uh miles per hour out of the hand but it's different movement that he's getting and we saw a little bit more success out of him in this game because, uh, in that start against the Rangers, he went two innings, gave up five earned runs. And this one, again, he went five innings, gave up three earned runs, a little bit more length, a couple fewer runs, you know, that's always helpful. And, uh, just one last point on this pitch mix. I won't go over all of his pitches from Texas, but his sinker was only used 15% of the time in that start in 2020. It was used, again, 48% of the time in this one. That was the big difference in this start. And uh, you saw the the results right there. And he said that uh, he told reporters after the game that Jan Gomes kind of helped calm him down a little bit because his mind was racing when this game began and uh you know you saw him get into a little bit of trouble but he got out of it he he settled down let's see what he's got coming up um, i don't know that he's going to be making any more starts in the near near future because he's got two days off coming up this week and also james Caprillion might be back by then i got some thoughts about him coming up so stay locked in what locked on a's and i'll be right back Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to place a bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, the trade deadline is in the rear view mirror, and now we know who. The players are that are going to be on these rosters, so it is a great time to be placing bets at Bet Online. Get all of the latest news, odds, and info for all of your sporting needs, including baseball, basketball, the NHL, the NFL, and all of your UFC or MMA action. Before the next pitch, head on over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all of the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs in the playoffs we've only got a couple of more months until it's postseason baseball time you guys i can't wait so head on over to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code locked on and that is why everybody says that bet online are your online sportsbook experts Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe wherever you like hearing podcasts. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am by Jason B on Twitter and in the Spotify Room app. And if you have any questions, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So let's talk about, I got some quick thoughts about the James Caprillion injury news. Um, also, uh, Seth Brown was sent down when the A's added the Jan Gomes and Josh Harrison to the roster. So now he gets some time to work on things. I had speculated um, uh, i believe in just a, a reply to a comment on twitter that maybe maybe they would take this time to just put Stephen biscotti on the il because he's got one more year of uh control or you know on his left on his contract and maybe get him ready for 2022 maybe that's what they would do and keep seth brown on the roster they did not do that so let let's see where they can get Stephen biscotti some at bats i guess this is a curious move um i'm Kind of interested to see how they're going to be using him. But uh, let's move over to James Caprillion, who the A's put on the injured list on f- Saturday. Saturday, I believe um, that makes sense. Yes. So the A's put James Caprillion on the injured list on Saturday morning. And my initial reaction was, uh, oh, that stinks. That's not great. The trade deadline just passed. They should have done something about that because uh, that's odd. And then uh, after about 30 seconds, I was like, Oh no he's probably fine okay that's good that's good uh, because this is the most innings that he's thrown in a season ever uh, as a professional baseball player. So uh, maybe it's a, a way to just rest him a little bit. They said that his shoulder was bothering him a little bit after his last start in San Diego. He was placed on the 10 uh, day IL with a shoulder impingement. But my guess is with that start coming on Tuesday, they knew that he was not feeling good before they put him on the IL on Saturday. They were just waiting for this mo- the moves to happen and all that stuff as opposed to calling somebody up and then sending them back down and all that stuff. So that, that makes sense. And that also makes me feel better about where the A's think they are. Either they have a lot of confidence in Dalton Jeffries, and we saw that he pitched fairly well against the Angels, but the Angels have not necessarily been a huge threat to the A's so far. Um, And so uh, my, my other thought is, they probably are either resting him and just this is like a phantom il stint or they feel like it's not going to be a a big injury for their team or else they would have gone out and gotten a veteran presence you know andrew heaney was moved he would have been fine they could have gotten anybody who's like a third or fourth starter or even if it's start just somebody to eat innings for this rotation they could have gotten anybody that they wanted to and they didn't and it wouldn't have cost them very much in prospect capital they could have gotten anybody And they didn't, and that makes me believe that they don't feel like this is a big injury or it is actually a phantom injury, and they're actually just giving him a little bit of resting time uh, before they really start pushing that last month and a half of the season. We'll see if I'm right or wrong, but that's kind of my thought process right now, because we don't know a ton about his timeline or anything like that. It's like, whenever he's ready, we can bring him back up. Let's see if we need that jolt again. Uh, But we also... Uh, because of the two days off in this week that's coming up they they don't need a fifth starter so bring up another guy, throw him throw him in the bullpen and do whatever. Um, and it's not like they really need that fifth starter right now. And this is a great time to just rest James and when you don't need him to be throwing these innings necessarily. So uh, it, it's a good move, I think. Um, we'll see if it's actually a shoulder impingement. And we should be very, very worried because if he goes down, then I feel a lot less confident about the A season overall because I feel like he is one of the starters in the postseason. If he continues rolling like he has, has been this season because he is that big game guy that the A's kind of want, even though he doesn't have the most Sterling stats, but he's got really good stats and he's a rookie. Um, I, I'd i like to see him as the third or fourth starter in a playoff rotation, move Frankie to the bullpen or uh, Cole Irvin to the bullpen, either way, and then uh, roll roll with those guys. I'd be very excited about that. But uh, another guy, maybe, maybe the A's are also excited about a different guy, and that is A.J. Puck, who has been doing really, really well of late since the begin, or the very end of June, his last two outings in June, like June 29th and 30th. Uh, since then, he has gone 20 innings pitched in Las Vegas. Uh, the, the Las Vegas Aviators, not the Las Vegas A's. Ha ha ha. That joke never gets old. I hate people that uh, just show up and my mentions out of nowhere like Las Vegas A's because uh, that hurts. That's really, that makes me sad. Don't do that. (laughs) But anyways, uh, since the end, end of June, so basically over the course of July, these are mostly his stats over the course of July and including his start last night in Vegas, He's gone 20 innings pitched, given up three earned runs, and struck out 23 batters. That is really, really good baseball, I must say. Uh, That is just over a one ERA. He's been fantastic. You love to see it. And in yesterday's outing, he ended up going three innings pitched, gave up three hits, one run. He didn't walk anybody, and he struck out five. He threw 40 pitches, and get this. 32 of those 40 pitches were thrown for strikes. Uh, this is also the first time that he started a game all season, so whether or not they're actually trying to build him up to start games, it seems like that is a risky, risky proposition, given that he's been relieving the whole time. He could have been starting the entire time. He's been relieving the whole time. The A's need relievers. They don't necessarily need starters. Uh, I if, And if if AJ Puck becomes like a person that they can potentially call up as a late season addition to this bullpen, watch out. Uh, you know, uh, Birch Smith would be somebody that could be on the outs, maybe Diolas Gar- uh, Guerra, but I think that he's been okay. I-, I like Guerra more than Birch, I believe, although Birch can be good. They just also haven't been using him that much. I saw him in a game uh, just uh, last week and I was like, When did they call him up? He'd been there the whole time. He just hadn't pitched in three weeks. I forgot about Burt Smith. Locked on A's. Forgetting about Burt Smith since 2021. Um, no, but really, uh, I think that AJ Puck would be a great addition to this bullpen. That's not really a hot take. I think everybody you're like, hey, AJ Puck is pitching well, you're like, call him up, that'd be great. Uh, his ERA is still not great. And one thing that is a little bit worrisome, I know that those stats that I threw out have been fantastic, but at the same time, he still did have a 305 batting average against, which is extremely high. I know it's a hitter's environment and all of that stuff, but these are also still. Triple A hitters and not the Houston Astros, and that's who you want to beat. Um, And then he also had a 1.57 whip, which is not like, it's not great. You wanted it more around 1.2 for starters, 1.3 for starters, but uh, I prefer my relievers to have a 1 to. Sub one or at max, like a one one, so it's still a little bit high to my liking, but he's throwing strikes, and that's good. Um, he did have one outing where he allowed five runs, they just weren't earned, so that's a plus. And the one run that he did give up on Sunday night was uh, he, he gave up a single, it's said soft liner. So maybe it was just a little bloop, and then he hit somebody, and then another soft liner, and that was a run. So maybe he's just given up soft contact, and it resulted in a run. But uh, overall, I think that we're happy with AJ Puck right now. We'll see if he can contribute down the stretch, and maybe into the postseason in 2021. That would be the dream. My bold prediction for this season was that AJ Puck would stay healthy the entire way. He missed a couple of weeks. I'll, I'll give you that. He missed a couple of weeks, maybe a month, but he's been... He's still healthy. He's he's there. His potential is still there. He didn't get traded like Luzardo. So let's see what happens. He's pitching well. Let's see what happens, I guess. Uh, so I thought that that was interesting. Uh, James Caprillion's fine, according to me, uh, with no backing, that no sourcing whatsoever. This, this is just how I'm thinking about things, because you would think that they would have added somebody if they thought that he would be out for a while. So it's either a Phantom IL stint or it, he's fine. Um, so that, those are my thoughts on that. Coming up, I'm talking about the Westwatch. Oh, I guess just West Watch. It's it's like using the before MLB. You don't do that. It's not the West Watch. It's just West Watch. So that's coming up for you guys, so stay locked in what locked on is and I'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by the best tasting protein bar in the world, and that is Built Bar, my friends. And Built Bar has so many delicious flavors. There is something for everyone. And that is one of the things that I love about Built Bar. It depends on my mood. What flavor do I want? What am I in the mood for right now? They got something for me. That's amazing. Do I want coconut? Because sometimes I really want coconut. Or do I want Cherry barcia, which is my favorite bar of all time. It's absolutely amazing. They also got raspberry, similar to cherry, but a little bit of a different flavor flavor. I like that. They got mint brownie, they got chocolate, they've got orange, they've got cookies and cream. They've got German chocolate. Is that too many flavors? Is do you need other flavors like salted salted caramel? That's a that's a flavor. And if you can't pick which one you want, you can just go ahead and order a mix box where you'll get two of each of their core nine flavors. And also, if you're on the website and they've got one of those seasonal flavors that they're just like, "Hey, here's birthday cake." Get those because they're all absolutely fantastic. And if you if you're not Sure about whether or not you want some built Bars, but you want some protein? Let me tell you about the protein here real quick. You're getting 17 to 18 grams of protein. The calorie ranges from 130 to 180 per bar. You're only getting four or five grams of sugar and only four or five grams of net carbs. All of their flavors are amazing. They're all tasty. They're all healthy, and they're all available at built.com. You can use the promo code LOCKED15, and you will get 15% off of your order when you go to built.com and use promo code locked 15, so go do that. Welcome back to the Locked On Ace podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to leave us a five-star review on your platform of choice. Always love hearing the nice things that everybody has to say about the podcast because I love doing it. I love talking with you guys on social media. It's a blast. So I always love, uh, you know, those extra little kudos. Those are fun. And if you like this podcast, then you're absolutely going to love the Locked On Bets podcast because betting on baseball doesn't have to be a guessing game when you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapped. Expert Lee Sterling get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favored picks, and Lee Sterling's Lock of the Day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by BetOnline.ag wherever you get podcasts, and also make sure to follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram, and then I'm at by Jason B on Twitter and in the Spotify Green Room app. If you have any questions, Locked On Athletics at Gmail.com. So here's the triumphant return of Whoa West Watch. I'm not doing the programming on that or the the producing that's uh that's my graphic i'm gonna (laughs) i'm gonna cut that and put that into all of my future episodes uh, I'll have to play that back and see how that sounds, and then we'll see if I'm lying or not. But let's start with the team that is the furthest back now of the Oakland Athletics, and that is the Seattle Mariners. And the reason that they are now three and a half games back of the A's for that second wild card is because good friend Jonah Heim walked off on Seattle for two consecutive games. It's the only time that the same player has done that in two games, I believe. Uh, there are some stats on that. Uh, it sounded fantastic. And Seattle, since trading Kendall Graveman, is now one and four. That's not what you want. They, 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 they lost two out of three against the Texas Rangers, which not not great for your playoff positioning. And I know that that's kind of a backhanded thing at the A's. I, I know that. But the A's are now better. And the Mariners are better? Question mark. I don't know. I, I like what they did. But at the same time... It seems like Kendall Graven was a big part of that clubhouse, so we'll see if they fall apart, you know, in true Seattle Mariners fashion, because this is what, kind of what they do. Them and the Boston Red Sox, they like to fall apart down the stretch, yet build up huge leads, look like absolute juggernauts, not the Mariners in this case necessarily, but and then just fall apart, fall completely on their face. And I'm looking forward to both teams doing that. Uh, not, not, not necessarily the Mariners overall, just in general. Uh, this season, yes, in the future, I would like them to make the playoffs because that seems like a nice idea and also don't threaten relievers wives on social media Uh, i forget which were their relievers was it seawald one of their guys uh blew the game on sunday and people were threatening uh his family uh don't do that be be much much better than that uh it's a baseball game don't threaten players wives and also you're mad at the GM not the players get get out of here with that nonsense uh, go watch football because that's uh, that's tolerated there um, let's move on to the Toronto Blue Jays who are also three and a half games back because uh, they they held uh, they did not lose their game they actually swept all of their games against the Kansas City Royals who the A's get to play in September very excited about that and the Toronto Blue Jays we all talk about their pitching uh, they, they, they needed upgrades in pitching they got a pitcher he pitched on Sunday. His name is Jose Barrios and he's fantastic. He went Uh, Six innings pitched, gave up five hits, no earned runs, walked one, struck out seven in his Toronto debut. Also, uh, the Toronto Blue Jays are now also the Toronto Blue Jays, not Dunedin, not Buffalo. They are back in Toronto. And you got to kind of like that story as a baseball fan. uh, Does that give them a big kick and, you know, have them charge towards the A's? Maybe, Uh, but good job for the Blue Jays. Uh, They also held Kansas City to one run in the final two games, which is absolutely terrible terrifying because they have so many big bats and if they are now able to uh pitch uh yikes uh coming up on their schedule they have four games against Cleveland at home and then four against Boston at home they've got a doubleheader on Saturday so uh with the A's only playing five games in the next week and Toronto playing eight they have a chance to either gain or help the A's. so um it's going to be if they if they sweep that series against Boston, sure they're coming up from behind, but the A's would also be hopefully gaining ground on Boston in front of them for that first wild card spot. So, who are you really rooting for in that one? I, I like the Blue Jays more in general. I mean, they they got Marcus on their team, and also a bunch of other guys that I like on that team. And literally nothing good has ever come from Boston. So go Toronto in that series, I suppose. Also, uh, coming up for the the Mariners, they got three at Tampa Bay and then four at New York in this coming week. They might just completely fall off the map here in the next seven days. We will see, because uh, those teams are hot right now, and the Mariners are not. Uh, but moving on to the Yankees, who are now two and a half games back of the A's in that second wild card spot. Uh, they swept Miami, and the, let's talk about the big additions that they made. Joey Gallo went one for 12 with two walks and five strikeouts. And then uh, Anthony Rizzo went five for nine with two home runs, three walks, didn't strike out at all. Coming up, they've got three against Baltimore at home and then three, uh, four against Seattle. I already mentioned that. Uh, so should be a nice little week for them to keep getting some wins, which is a little bit scary if you're an A's fan. Um, also, just one quick thing on Joey Gallo. Uh, I know that it's small sample size. It's one series against the Miami Marlins who are just built of pitchers. Uh, he went one for 12 uh, one more time, but he also wanted to stay in Texas with the Rangers and I we saw it with Jason Hamill and uh, I was actually uh, able to be in the clubhouse that season a little bit and you knew that he he, it took a little bit of adjustment for him to get ready and settled in Oakland Uh, Jason Hamill that is and I'm a little bit Curious if that is going to be the same thing with Joey Gallo because he was brought up through the Texas system. He was the face of that franchise, and now he's brought in to be, you know, an assassin. And I don't know that he's necessarily comfortable that he had to shave his face. Um, is there going to be an adjustment period for Joey Gallo, and will that be enough to hold the Yankees off from a postseason berth? We'll see. That lineup is obviously stacked, so it might not matter whether or not he's actually hitting, but. Uh, I, I'd be a little bit concerned about Joey Gallo in this season. That's just some thoughts. Cause you know that you never know what's going on with the mental side, but he's been fairly open with the mental side of his game. And he did say, uh, in a post-game interview the day before he got traded that he was, you know, uh, saying, how much he liked Texas and you know wishing the fans uh, thank yous and all that stuff because he didn't know that he'd be around to do that again and there was all that trade room trade speculation uh, last season and he felt guilty because he might not have been able to give that goodbye and uh it, it feels like he legitimately liked being in Texas. Let's see if the Yankees take care of him because uh it it feels like he he wants to be a contributor, but at the same time, He is a big swing and miss guy. So we'll see what happens with Joey Gallo. I would not be surprised if he absolutely slumps the next couple of months, but uh, that's beside the point. But let's go over to Houston real quick. Uh, They lost two of three to San Francisco. Thank you so much to our best friends in the Bay, the San Francisco Giants. Uh, They were outscored 19 to 18. So it was very, very close. Uh, They scored a bunch of runs in the first game and then, you know, a decent amount of runs in the next two, but uh, they also gave up 19 runs in this series and they just went out and got pitching. That's all that they did. They got Kendall Graveman and Rafael Montero and, uh, phil mayton and somebody else uh garcia that's the other one and i'm not super sold that that is the the mix that they need right now they got Pedro Baez coming back and we'll see what he does um also they traded away uh not Chaz McCormick but the other Miles Straw they traded away Miles Straw their center fielder and uh he was at least good defensively and very speedy have have they gotten worse that's what I want to see They lost two out of three to a very very good team so you can't really make snap judgments off of this series because good good team Um, but are they worse hopefully we're, we're going to find out um coming up they have also got two at dodger stadium uh tuesday wednesday i believe and then it's four uh, at home against the minnesota i was going to say vikings the minnesota twins and uh that should be a nice little week for them uh, if they split with the dodgers and then sweep the twins yeah they're doing the same thing as the ace uh also brantley was removed from this game i the houston game uh they don't know he was having some discomfort in his ankle they don't know if he's going to be on the il they're assuming that it's just going to be a few days and then he'll be back and uh also in our group chat they were saying that alex bregman was removed from his rehab uh assignment uh in this game because of injury so uh they thought that he'd be you know back in just a minute that's probably why they traded abraham Toro. and now they don't have alex bregman coming back they don't have toro they don't have Miles Straw. Is this the chance for the A's to push push a little bit, uh, get get back into this race? We'll see because uh, the, the A's are going to have to put together some wins. They're, they can only lose two or three maybe if they hope to gain some ground over the next two weeks. Um, so we'll we'll see what the A's are made out of, but I like the roster as constructed right now. Starling Marte has been fantastic in that two-hole. I like Josh Harrison. I like Jan Gomes. Let's see these guys do it. And uh, maybe having these guys will push some of the other guys that have been on this roster to perform a little bit better so that everybody's on fire because at bats are no longer guaranteed. And you got to have that little bit of, you know, they're going to be a nice clubhouse. Everybody's going to get along, but everybody wants to succeed. So Your performance on the field is going to dictate whether or not you play on a day-to-day basis, unless your name's Olsen, Ramon Laureano, Starling Marte, or Matt Chapman. So uh, those are basically the only guys that I would pencil in. And if Chapman starts struggling a lot like he has been over the course of most of the season, maybe Josh Harrison plays over there too. Uh, He's going to be there to spell some guys and get some guys some days off, but... Maybe, maybe he plays a little bit more third base than we were uh, initially expecting. So we will see what happens. But uh, that is all that I got for you guys today. Tomorrow, I'm going to be doing a special little episode just talking about the three, or I guess I'll go over all four guys that the A's have acquired over the last week. And uh, just give you some little tidbits about them. A little bit of backstory, a little bit of stats that I like, a little bit of everything about those four guys. So uh, get, get excited. And also make sure to subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss that. And then, uh, you know, I'll be talking about the games throughout the course of the week and all that stuff. It's going to be a fun week here at Locked On A's. So follow us uh, wherever you like to hear podcasts. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am by Jason B on Twitter. And uh, that's all that I got for you today. So until next time, go out and celebrate good times, Oakland. And I will talk at you tomorrow.